If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Welcome back to the show. I'm super excited about our guest today, Kyle Roof, because we're going to talk about how to scientifically optimize a web page for Google traffic. Not just like let's guess, but scientifically. I love the science. I love the data. So Kyle, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. And we met somewhere in the you know Google world, which is cool. And that's how you ended up here. And I always have like this I get an intuitive hit and I knew I wanted to have you on the show and I knew this was going to be practical information. And I think what our listeners are going to love is like, you're going to look at my website and tell me all the things that aren't working about it. (laughs) Okay. Not all the things, but at least one thing. And we're going to talk about SEO in real terms, looking at my company, which I'm excited about, but I also think it's a great opportunity for you, all of our listeners to really you know, think about your website. Cause I can tell you that in the history of my company, I've, I've optimized it at different times and then we've shifted things and it hasn't been a huge priority. However, that is shifting. I want that to be a priority. I don't know what I don't know. So Kyle's here to talk about all those things. Before we get there though, a couple of things. If you haven't yet, if you haven't downloaded my free class yet, go to um, UrsulaInc.co. We have Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass. This is the podcast. And then we have the masterclass. During that course, I really dig into how, what you could do to turn your, your annual income into your monthly income. So if you've been a six figure annual income earner, how could you do that in one month? So I show you how to create a brand new quantum container, as I like to call it, or revenue month to do exactly that. Then we get into how to up-level your prices, packaging and marketing, which for a lot of entrepreneurs is a stretch. 
And we hear from a lot of CEOs. There's a lot of fear around that. How do I raise my prices? What about my current clients? I help you shift that in there. In fact, I just talked to a client today. She's up. She increased her prices times three, and we're creating a plan for her to over time increase her prices with current clients. And there's a way to do that. There's a method. And finally, during the third part of the class, I talk about how to collapse time and reach your quantum goals even faster which is super fun. So if you haven't yet, go to UrsulaInc.co and it's on the homepage. It's really simple. It's right in front of you. You can just um, put your information in and get immediate access to the course. Also, if you haven't been to the 2X Intensive yet, let me tell you, you have to join us. It's so much fun. At the 2X Intensive, right? We show you how to 2X your monthly revenue or more. Some of our clients want to 10X their revenue. Totally up to you. And shave 10 or more hours off your work week. We have clients in the pandemic who are 2Xing, some are 10Xing their sales. One of our clients shaved 84 hours a month off her calendar so she could focus on really whatever she wants to. She's doing more of the needle movers in her business, how to sell more in her, you know, with her company, focusing on marketing, and I think spending more time with her family. So if that's something you feel called to do, we'll send you the info. Go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply. And we get these. I love it. Fill out the application, send us your information and myself or my team will jump on a call with you and just talk about like if the two X is a good fit for you and if we think we can help you. All right. If you haven't yet, leave us a review. If you like the show, we hear from you all the time. You email us for like, you like, I love the show. Uh, Leave a review somewhere, maybe on Spotify, maybe on iTunes, and then come back, go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash giveaway, because we have a gift for you to say thank you. So giving a review, leaving a review is a great way to tell people what you like about the show and how it might help them as well. Because right now, I mean, as I was sharing with Kyle on the front end, we're here to make your life better. We're here to make your business better. We're here to help you make more money. I know the world is crazy right now. As we're recording this, we're still, I don't know, we're like 19 months into a pandemic that we weren't expecting that has caused a lot of pain, a lot of loss. You know, I worry about people right now. I think about mental health and how you're spending your time. And we want this show to bring you not only joy, but of course, more money into your life. So you have more choice. And so I just hope that message really resonates today in terms of knowing that we care about you. We're grateful for you. If there's anything we can do for you, please email us at any time so we can give you some support. All right. With that, Kyle, let's have some fun. Let me tell you about Kyle. Kyle Roof Roof is responsible for the development and implementation of all SEO techniques used by the SEO agency, High Voltage SEO, and the SEO tool Page Optimizer Pro. Kyle is also the co-founder of Internet Marketing Gold, a global community of 3,000 plus SEO professionals professionals who test and prove cutting edge SEO techniques. I wish I had a brain like you, Kyle. Kyle's method to test whether single variables are ranking factors in Google's algorithm based on over 400 experiments on Google algorithm was officially granted a patent in January, 2020 us patent number 10,005, no, 10,540,263 B1, which I don't know what that means. I'm guessing that's just the special number that's on there. Yeah. That's the little serial number they give it for identification. So you could, you could search for that if you want. I figured that's all right. Well, congratulations on the patent, by the way. And so you. you have this long list of accomplishments. You have companies. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. Was it all this amazing? Was it always this bio or what happened before this that brought you here? <laughs> it was completely linear, like everyone else, right? right I just course, I, went, yeah. I went here and I was like, I just want to be there. And that was it. Yeah, so. just jumped. Um, uh, in a previous life, I was a lawyer. I'm an attorney. 
on a license journey. Uh, I'm a trial attorney. So I was in court every day and I did uh, divorce custody and support and some criminal defense. Wow. And I did that. I did that for four years. And um, I decided I would rather chew on shards of broken glass than do one more divorce. And um, uh, I took a year off and um, I looked for the <laughs> lowest responsibility job I could find uh, that might also be interesting. And I uh, found a job teaching English in Korea. Wow. And uh, I decided I'm just gonna take one year off and, and sort this out. And uh, that one year turned into five years. And um, while I was there, I opened up a business in Korea with a Korean business partner, and it required a very complex website. And I had dabbled just for fun doing websites in college. And uh, it was really enjoyable. And the, the site was so complex, I realized, you know, uh, most sites are not this complex. And I finally had, went through all these developers and had a really strong team. And I th thought that I could uh, general contract uh, building websites. And so that's what I started to do. And uh, my brother does web design development. I brought him into the company. And then I got the bright idea. I was like, you know, we've got all these developers in India. Why don't we just go to India and open up a company there? And so that's what we did. Uh, went to India, formed a company, uh, got 11 employees. I was out of India for a little bit while my brother was there. And uh, we were renting this uh, mixed use space where the bottom floor was where the business was. Yeah. And then the top floor were apartments. And uh, we were told that we'd get a shakedown from the police at some point, because that's just kind of how it works. And um, sure enough, there's a knock on the door. It's the police. They, my brother answers and they're like, we'd like to see your papers. And so he shows papers and we did everything above board. And they said, these are the wrong papers. And my brother was like, okay, kind of like going for the cash that we had ready. And instead of asking for a bribe, they threw handcuffs on him and uh, threw him in jail. And so uh, he's in jail. And um, he goes in front of the chief of police and the chief of police is like, these are the wrong papers. And my brother's like, I promise they're the right papers. And the chief of police goes, actually, I don't know. You could be right, but you have two choices. Uh, you can leave town tomorrow or you can sit in jail and wait for the magistrate to come and the magistrate will sort this out. And my brother goes, well, when does the magistrate come? And the chief of police is like, I don't know. And so my brother's like, I think I'll leave town tomorrow. <laughs> so I appreciate that you can tell this story with a smile on your face. Side note, keep going. It wasn't great at the moment. Um, we, uh, he runs to, um, back to the office. He grabs what he can. Our employees have scattered because obviously they don't want to be involved in whatever's going on. And uh, we get a very expensive one-way ticket for him out of India. And uh, we start hemorrhaging clients because we're not fulfilling anything. And my brother who does web design development said, well, you know, I can take these four clients because I can do this work myself and, and I'll be okay. And uh, I don't code at all. And we had just decided to do this thing called SEO. And I was like, you know, we're building these websites for people and they love it. And I was like, we could probably get these contracts and they're like $100 a month or something. And uh, we had two guys that we had hired to do the SEO. They were gone. Um, I had put, uh, you know, about $30,000 into this business. And it was a point in my life where I had about $31,000. And uh, for me to pay the rent next month, I had to learn SEO that day and take the SEO clients that we had. Right. And that's, that's basically what I did. I was like, I've got to do this right now because this is the only way we can make any kind of income. And, uh, and turns out I wasn't bad at it. And I was actually pretty good at it. And um, from there, uh, started freelancing. You know, you get referrals from that word of mouth and kind of growing and, and doing more and more SEO. And then I met my now business partner. Uh, we formed an agency and uh, he was in, um, he splits his time between Berlin and Melbourne. And I was, I'm in the U.S., or was in the U.S. at the time. And uh, so we instantly became an international company, which um, kind of looked, <laughs> sounded a lot more sexy than it was. Yeah, but it turned fancy. Out to be, 
very nice because then people are like, oh, wow, you've got offices in, you know, San Francisco and Berlin and Melbourne, you know, like, yeah, we do. And so we we're able to, um, that was actually an explosive time uh, for growth for us is in that time, because we could say like, oh, you know, we could get local clients in the US, local clients in Europe, local clients in Australia and um, exploit the fact that we were in multiple locations. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then from there, um, uh, doing the test on Google's algorithm, I I went, my, I spoke at my first conference in 2015 and it was on testing. I had developed a method for testing Google's algorithm and this conference was a really high level conference. And I was thinking that it would be more of a collaborative uh, conversation. Like I'm going to show you what I'm doing. You guys show what you were doing. And um, it turned out no one was testing at all. And then I realized that I was onto something here on something that I could really peg myself to like, this is what I do. And this is what I can bring to the table. And people might be interested in, in learning about this. And that became uh, the the patent that I have is, is based off of that method. Um, the, the testing that I do, the testing group where um, people come in to see the tests that are being run, uh, see what's going on in Google right now. Um, the other thing though, is uh, I'm uh, most famous for, um, there was a competition in 2018. It was done by a Facebook group that had about 40, 45,000 people in it. And it was to rank for the term rhinoplasty plano. So rhinoplasty is a nose job and plano yeah. is right outside of Dallas. And uh, 27 professionals entered, and I thought I, I'm pretty strong. My team really strong, and so we, we entered. And it was a 30-day sprint, brand new site, so you couldn't have done anything to the site before. And then you had 30 days, and after that, you could do whatever you wanted. And the team at the end, or the site at the end, ranking the highest wins, and uh, we took fifth out of that 27. And that wasn't bad. Uh, we were on page nine. I think the winner was only on page eight. But about two weeks later, uh, the site went to page one, and people in the group really got excited about that. And about two weeks after that, the site went to number one and number one in organic and number one in maps and people lost their minds. And the reason they lost their minds is because we did the entire site in lorem ipsum, fake Latin text. And it was ranking number one in Google and number one in maps. And what we did is we wanted to show that Google can't read, that Google is amazing and fantastic and powerful, but Google is not a human. And people think that Google is human. And what we wanted to show is that Google is an algorithm. And if you give the algorithm the math that it wants, you can be very successful. And so that's what we did. So we did the math on the uh, exact keyword, its variations, its contextual terms, and then copied and pasted them into the page, into the lorem ipsum. And it went to number one. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then uh, there was an article that was written about it in the search engine journal, uh, Google ranks site in Latin. And uh, in the article, they put my name and the site. And uh, about six hours later, the site was de-indexed, which I guess is fair play. But then um, that night from about 1.15 a.m. to about 1.27 a.m., 20 of my test sites were de-indexed. And they had nothing to do with, um, with the, the competition site at all. They were just sites that I used to test Google's algorithm. Uh, so that was, it was punitive. It was Google coming after we're me for doing in, that. We're in trouble. Wow. Yeah. And, and in the moment, it wasn't fun. Same as right. India wasn't fun, but it, it completely validated everything that, that I've been talking right. about, because if I was talking nonsense or got lucky, Google, they would have rolled their eyes and moved on. Instead, they took the site down and then also uh, penalized me for it personally. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I just released a course on white hat. Like, believe it or not, I'm a white hat. SEO. Um, and I released a course on it and I was going through the guidelines again as I'm preparing for this course. And, and so I can talk about certain things of like what is in the guidelines and what is not. And I'm in this section, it's called automated content. And there's this rule in there that says, um, 
Uh, you can't have text that doesn't make any sense to the reader, but contains keywords. And I was like, when did that rule go into play? Because I don't remember that rule being there. And so you can take the URL and you can put it in the Wayback Machine, which shows you what sites looked like in the past. And before the competition, the rule's not there. A week after the competition, when my site becomes public, the rule uh, exists. Because of you. Right. So they wrote a new rule for what I did, and then they, pun they punished me for it about three months later. Um, if they thought that was going to slow me down, uh, they were sadly mistaken because that only then uh, juiced me up a lot more. And uh, that's where like the patent comes out of and also my on-page tool where um, on things that we figured out about how Google's algorithm actually works. And, uh, yeah. and then that brings us kind of here where we are today, where I speak at conferences and podcasts and YouTube shows and stuff like that and in my own communities. And we just talk about how Google actually works and what we can do. Yeah, which we're going to talk about today, but I have other questions for you first. For, and I also have, I want to say this, I would not have guessed that you are a divorce attorney or like, what, what did you call, what were you, what was your accent? Yeah, yeah, title? yeah, yeah, yeah divorce trial attorney. attorney. Yeah. yeah, trial attorney, divorce and trial attorney. I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist. So I, in order to get my degree, I did a lot of counseling and I would like you, I finished that. And I was like, mm -mm, like definitely never, ever going to do that again, which is how <laughs> like I was already on the path of coaching and, you know, the, the psych degree definitely has helped in that space because our beliefs and our thoughts certainly impact everything we do in business. Anyway, very interesting. That is just not where I thought. So it's, and I was laughing with you, not at with you because <laughs> I'm reminded how scrappy we are as entrepreneurs, like and your story of just figuring it out and what it like, I'm sure in that moment where your brother's arrested, right? Like you guys are panicking. The business is about like, you could lose everything. The business could be like, but you figured it out. And I think I heard you say you learned SEO in a day or something crazy like that. And you just, and you figured it out, you figured it out. And so for our listeners all over the world, I mean, I just, I wanted to stop for a second and just say, this is what it is to be an entrepreneur. You just don't stop. You keep figuring out the next iteration of whatever it is. I mean, Kyle, for you, congratulations. You got deactivated by Google. That's probably a pretty big deal. Like you're semi-famous for that, I'm sure, in some circles, right? Like that's a pretty big deal. And now it's such a great story to share. So before we dive into the SEO portion, I just thought a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. So you, you came back or you made it um, out of India and you know, you found a new business partner, the company expanded. Like, was there a moment when like the revenue just really started to hit, you know, kind of that quantum jump, as we like to talk about on the show, that quantum revenue expansion, where you're like, wow, not only is this idea working, like we survived, now we're thriving. Do you remember a moment like that? Yeah. One of the biggest moments I can remember is when uh, my business partner and I decided to pay ourselves a salary oh. where it didn't matter if we gained a client or lost a client, we were going to get a salary to do quarterly distributions. And that was, a, that was the one big moment I can remember. Where it's like, you know, it, it's great. But it, it, like kind of going from like well-paying hobby to yes. actual business. It, like there are steps where you're becoming more of a business. Yeah. Than, uh, uh, and that was a big one in my mind. I'm like, oh, you know, we can actually just pay ourselves this much a month and then not stress and then do quarterly distributions off yeah. profit. And I was like, that was a, that was a real big moment. Because then I'm like, okay, well, I, think, I think this is going to work. You know, right. we're going we're gonna to do this now. Right. Paying yourself consistently is a big deal. Like on the regular, like it's like, wow. And whether or not you get another client or lose one, you can still do it. That's a big deal. And so on this, on the quantum revenue expansion, we talk a lot about like limiting beliefs or things we had to shift about money. I don't know your money story. I mean, you were an attorney, so you probably were paid pretty well, you know, in that space. Did you have any limiting beliefs about money or being independent or being an entrepreneur? 
Yeah, something that I've, this has come to me not that long ago, actually. Uh, and it's not my saying, it comes from a guy named Scott Galloway, who I, I really like reading. He's got a book called The Algebra of Happiness that I really recommend. But he had this concept, it was something that was kind of formulating my brain, and he, I think he articulated it quite well. And it's that um, uh, don't follow your passion. If you want to be wealthy, don't follow your passion. Your job is to find something that you're good at, that people will pay you well to do. And then once that happens, and you realize you're going to get paid well to do this, or the potential is there, then you become great at it. And in the process of becoming great, it becomes your passion. And then at that point, you know, then it's your passion. Someone will pay you well to do it, you know, and you're great at it. And then you really enjoy being in it. And he gives the example that nobody is passionate about tax law. Like nobody, <laughs> no one's like, you know what I'm going to do today? Tax law. Like, or no one's like, nobody gets like really into iron smelting. Right. You know, that's just not anything. That's nobody's passion. But you, you're doing something that you're good at. You become great at it. You know, and it's a, and it's a high potential for, for somebody to, to, to pay you well. And then it becomes your passion. And you, then you really like thinking about it every day. You like talking to the people that you meet. You meet really interesting people that, that excite you. But it doesn't really work the other way around. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can follow your passion and you can, you can have a wonderful life. And that could be in, in a lot of different directions. But I, I don't think that that's the clearest path to wealth. Like yeah. if you really, if you're going for like, like you're talking about quantum wealth or, or, or a lot of wealth where you can have a driver or you can have a full-time or part-time nanny, or you can have a cook, or you can have a full-time cleaner, those kind of things. Um, I don't think they come generally from following your passion. There are the lucky few, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that make it and, and have a, have a, can put, put out albums, you know, and they were following their passion. Most people can't do that. So I like the other approach, find something you're good at that will be paid very well, become great at it. And in that process, it becomes your passion. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Someone else, there was, I can't remember who said, I think it was Roger Killen. I had him on the show. Anyway, different podcast. And he said that he's like, following your passion is the worst advice anyone could ever give you. And I, I really had to think about that. And uh, and I, I get the point because I think it's also a journey, right? Like if you look at your journey, you were an attorney, which has served you well, I'm sure in a million different ways. And then, you know, in terms of having a business and having confidence and figuring things out, like there's a lot of skills that you got. There's a lot of it is also skill-based and where am I going? And then how do I live my passion through my business? Like a lot of our clients have nonprofits and they have other things that they do on the side, but they're driving what they're good at. And so I think that's a, that's a really interesting point. Like, what are you becoming good at and, and how does it work together? Like, I had a, I had a ma- you know, I majored in psychology and communication. I didn't know that would lead to a master's degree. At the same time, I was on a CEO path. I was president of a $20 million company by the time I was 27. Like that was like getting an MBA on steroids. Like it was just following like, what's the next thing in front of me. And I think a big part of that too, is like, is there is this idea of delayed gratification, which I think in this time of world we forget about. And that sometimes you, like you might be in a place for our listeners a part of your journey that you don't love right now, but it's taking you to something else. And so be willing, be disciplined to go through it, to see what's, what's on the other side of that. So, yeah. You know, when, I, when I was in college, there was no SEO. That wasn't a thing that even existed. Yes. And so if I tried to follow my passion, which this is my passion, if I there didn't even exist, it wasn't a possibility. Right. So you need to be, <laughs> your passion, you need to be open to whatever your passion could actually yeah. be. 
and part of your skill set though, like being an attorney, like you're good at figuring things out. Like there's, there's threads of that, that have, that took you to this SEO world. By the way, I wanted to be an attorney. I was in law school for like five minutes. And then I was like, I took, like, I got, I did the contracts class, which has served me extremely well. It's where you start. Right. And then I was like, I said, to be honest with myself, wasn't mm -mm, like, wasn't exactly where I wanted to go, but it's taken me here. Right. There's so many different pieces that have brought me to this moment. Okay. I want to make sure we have time. I have one other question, one other yeah. quantum question, then we'll dig into the SEO part because I have a lot I want to talk about there. So for someone, you know, who's, we have a lot of clients or listeners and clients who are listeners who are maybe at six figures or multi-six figures, but want to go to seven figures. What's your best piece of advice for someone who's in that space to bust through an income ceiling? Uh, you hit the nail on the head. It's charge more for sure. <laughs> you, you have to, you, you mentioned that like, and the stumbling blocks, I think we, everyone struggles with, with understanding how much they're worth and um, how much their advice is worth and how much their time is worth. And um, it's easy to, to give all that away for nothing or, or much lower than you should. Um, for me, a big part of it was not being part of sales anymore. Um, I'm fine. I'm okay at sales. It's nothing I, I think I personally excel at, but putting somebody else in charge of it, they could ask for the higher amount. Like somebody else is like, no, you're actually worth this much. Let's, let's charge more. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're the one asking. And I feel better about that. So knowing that I wasn't the one that could do it, you know, I, I needed to step away from that and let somebody else be in charge of the sales aspect of things was, it was a big thing because charging more is, is the key. I think one other thing too, is um, reducing churn. Uh, it's, it's obviously less expensive to keep a client than to, to acquire a new one. And if you can um, extend contracts. So one thing that was a big thing for us was going like not from month to month contracts anymore, because then you're just auditioning for your job every month, but going right. to like six month contracts, because now, you know, you're talking to real companies that can budget out that far. And then you, you're also then the, your performance is judged differently, but then re-signing somebody at the end of six months is a lot easier than re-signing somebody at the end of one month. Um, you end up, you know, that's just how it is. And so the idea is that you're making more money because you're keeping these clients longer, you're charging more. And um, when they um, renew, they're renewing for another six months. So that's a year's worth instead of you know, scrambling month to month to try to keep them. So Got it. Uh, that's good. Decreasing yeah. turn and charging more, uh, increasing contract length. Those are all yeah. big things. Yeah. Yeah. So charging more, decreasing churn, keep the clients you have and have longer contracts. And especially with SEO though, I mean, you can't, like if someone hires you for a month, that's pretty much I mean, that's kind of worthless with SEO. Like it, it does take time. I mean, you're maybe not for you. So let's, let's go there. Maybe you guys are like, <laughs> one month and like I've got well, you on number one, but um, probably. Uh, actually, I think the issue is um, you have to be able to give actual expectations. You know, when somebody says yeah. like, we want to win this term or we want to do this thing, how long is this going to take? You need a, a way to do that. And um, experience is one way to know, but then also being you know, some system that you can apply and say like, you know, this is approximately how long, and this is approximately what we think it'll take. But a lot of people don't have that. They don't have the, uh, the, the knowledge, they don't have the ability. And so I think because they lack that ability and say like, you know what, we're going to do the six month contract. We expect things to hit in month three or four or whatever it might be. Um, they don't have the ability to say that. So when they, I think what they come back with is like, well, you're month to month. So as long as you, you know, if you're not happy, you can leave or something like that. I think is the pitch that they're going for in the month to month contracts because they can't set that expectation. Got and they can't it. say exactly how long or even like kind of ballpark it because it's a ballpark, you know, uh, on what we're talking about, but they can't give that. And I think that's why they get stuck in those month to month situations, which are um, really not very advantageous. 
Yeah. Well, that's a great point. I think for any of our listeners, right. How do you create, how do you create value and balance that with expectations when you take on a client for six months or so? So I'm going to let you, I think that did I make you a co-host so you can share, I'm going to let you drive and um, yeah, I did. Okay, good. Oh, you know, for those of you who are lis- listening and not watching this on YouTube, uh, you'll have to be very visual and I'm sure Kyle's going to describe what he's doing. And for those of you <laughs> watching on YouTube, I'm so excited you're here with us. And Kyle, like before you, right before you do that though, just like what's your passion about SEO and you know, not everybody is and not everybody gets it. So <laughs> what do you think? Like, what do you, what do you wish people knew about SEO? Like all of us CEOs sitting out behind our desks, working hard, maybe working harder than we should be. Like, what do you wish we knew about SEO? Um, I think it was one of the things I said earlier that Google can't read, um, that it's not, that it's not, um, it's not the best content wins. It really isn't, you know, and I think everybody's had that experience. Everyone's had the experience. Like, I know this is better. You know, this piece that I've written, I know it's better than the ones that are on page one. And they think Google is making some sort of value judgment. And, it, and I think people take it personally, but it's, it, but Google isn't the, the biggest thing for like what you're putting on your page is, is math based. And most people hate math. <laughs> you know? so I think they wanted it to be the value judgment. They wanted it to be the, the good content. Mm-hmm. Now you need to have good content on, on your, on your page. Cause you need people to do the thing you want them to do to convert in which way you have to have that. So I'm not saying don't do that. But what I'm saying is that when you're thinking about like showing up higher in Google or showing up in Google in the first place, um, that has really nothing to do with how great your content is very little. Yeah. yeah. Now good content does correlate often to better rankings because you're naturally getting into the math. You know, you can, you can back your way into it, but if you really want a, a real look at it, you know, knowing what the math is, is extremely important. Okay. So, and for all of our listeners, I'm, I'm the guinea pig today. And I get to be super vulnerable. <laughs> we, I'm going to so be so we, mean. I'm going to be so mean. I can, I'm, ah! <laughs> so we rebranded almost a year ago. And, and you know, backstory, uh, my business has grown. Like we, we basically rebuilt the company from the ground up because we used to be sales coach now. Now we're Ursula Inc. New programs, new everything. So it was a bit of a panic moment in the, the middle of the pandemic because all of our live events were gone. Like we went through what everybody else went through, right? And so you know, and I felt sorry for myself for a week. And then I'm like, what am I going to do about this? How do I get scrappy? And so we rebuilt, rebranded, relaunched everything and had our best year in business. We're going to blow our numbers away. This, I mean, we're just doing, we're, we have clients from all over the world. And we're so delighted about that because we're helping our clients blow their numbers away. And the other piece of this is like, what could be better, right? I know traditional selling, I know launches. I, you know, we know all that stuff. And yet in the back of my head, I'm like, Mm, I kept thinking my website's not optimized and then Kyle showed up. So Kyle, take it away. <laughs> okay. I'll go ahead and share my screen. I think I've turned off all notifications. So nothing should embarrassing should pop up, but. Oh, good. But if it does, <laughs> we'll laugh with you. So it'll be good. Yeah. shouldn't be too tragic. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm here on your homepage. And I think um, something, an important point to what you said is that um, in, in the rebrand, uh, like your homepage, for example, uh, people, they see you in an event, they, they, they hear you on a podcast, um, they, they know your name. And the idea is that they're searching for your name, they come to the homepage, and you're using that to convert as a, as a landing page. Do you think that is that fair? That the idea is that somebody comes to the page, and, and this is built to convert, you're trying to get them into? Yeah, I mean, here's why I did this. And so that I'm curious, like, you know, how this can all be better. 
but I know when I go to someone's page and I'm looking for their free thing, cause I just want to get to, I just want like whatever they were talking about and I have to click and try to find it. That drives me crazy. So one of the things I'm, I was I'm, like, I love it. Yeah. Love I'm just going to make your it so easy. Really, I think the best way to think about your homepage is it's your, your business card for your, yeah. your, your brand, your company, the, the entity that you are, that that's what it is. And so the idea is that, um, uh, ranking for just your brand. So in your, in your case, your name, um, or, you know, if it's a company that's doing something, ranking for their company name, that's really all you need to worry about. And then kind of telling Google, like, Hey, we're an actual thing. An entity is a thing. And that's a very hot word or term right now in SEO, like Google understanding what you are. And so this is your brand. This is, you know, your professional brand. And, um, and that's totally fine. And so I don't worry about the homepage uh, ranking for any particular keywords that you love other than your name or your brand. So this is great. Uh, no problems with it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like it's missing though. Like as I'm looking at it at the very top, like our clear tagline. And then I'm just curious about that. Like, you know, that it is training and coaching. I mean, it doesn't say that. So if someone comes here cold, they're going to be like, what is this? Or, you know, so I do feel like there's some tweaks that could be made at probably at the top. Sure. And that's a CRO consideration, I think more than an SEO consideration. Got it. So um, and in terms of SEO, like all I would, all I would do actually would just be to make sure that you have your name. Like if you want to go with your full name or you just want to go with like Ursula Inc, um, whichever is like the brand, I would have that in my H1. Um, uh, for those um, newer to SEO, there are places on the page that Google looks for terms and not every place is equal. Uh, there are places that carry more weight or more importance for Google. And uh, the four most important places are your title tag which is the title that search engines see, your H1, which is the title that humans see, that's, on the, that's visible on the page, uh, paragraph text, so P tags, and uh, in the URL. So you know, in your case, .co slash whatever the URL might be. Those are the top four places to, uh, to put a keyword. And the dirty secret of SEO is that if you were to put the keyword that you want, like that you're actually going for for a particular page in those four places, you've probably done 60% of SEO right then and there. Um, and for lower competition terms, that's often all you need to do, or just like slightly more than that. Wow. So don't overthink it. People really want to overthink Google. I really totally overthink, overthink it. But the, that term that you want, and uh, it is important to note that one page is one uh, main concept. Think of it just writing a one page essay in school. You wrote your Roman numeral outline, you had your Roman numeral one, that, that's your title. That's, that's your H1. You know, and you've got your A, Bs, and Cs. Those are then the sections on the page, but they're all related to one main concept. And that one main concept in SEO terms is, is your keyword and it is your primary keyword. And so you just want to make sure that you've got that primary keyword in those four places. A uh, quick caveat is that if you have a page that's ranking pretty well right now and you think and you realize that your target keyword isn't in the URL, don't change your URL. If you change URL, you're giving Google a brand new page. So only put the, the keyword in for a new page that you're creating or page that isn't ranking well at all. But if you're doing pretty well, don't change the URL because um, then you're giving Google a brand new page and you're starting from scratch. So just, okay. be, just be mindful of that. Um, so of that, like one page is one concept. When, when we look at your site, um, you have everything set up kind of as a landing page where people can get there and convert, but there's not necessarily a page that's set up for SEO where somebody could organically search for a term and one of your pages uh, can come up. So this is an excellent opportunity. It's a good spot to be in where um, like there really isn't anything to change at this point. We're just adding, you know, then ah. we're creating, we're at a creation point. Um, when I look at uh, this courses 
and coaching. These are the, the two big opportunities that I see that are probably most relevant uh, for what you're trying to do. Um, and a small note, uh, courses is never a term you're going to win. Neither is coaching because coaching could be sports. You know, it could be com- ah. completely else. Courses could be, you know, uh, secondary, you know, or in college kind of courses. You want to be more specific about what you're actually trying to, to go after. So just as an example, I think we, we spoke before, sales coaching might be a term or business coaching uh, yeah. might be a term. You also have, uh, and I did this on my own, but uh, like with like sales coaching, sales training is a different term. And if you do the search for both of those, you'll see that the results on page one are different. And if you scroll to the bottom of search results, you'll see that uh, the related searches are different. So Google sees sales training and sales coaching as two separate concepts. So if you like those terms, this would be an opportunity where your courses could be sales training and mm-hmm. your, your coaching could be sales coaching or it could be business coaching if you like that better. Um, but in this example, let's say we went with one of those. Neither of these are um, actual landing pages for either of those terms. Like this courses uh, that you have in the dropdown, you've got three things within the dropdown, uh, different pages, but there isn't a page that is the, the training page. So this would be an opportunity where I would create the sales training page, if you like that term, if that's on yeah. point for you. And then I would talk about each of these things on that page and I would link to what you have. So then they, they, they would link to, I think a couple of these go off site to um, other brands that you have, which is totally fine, by the way. And then there's one, I think the two X might stay on this site, but um, so I would have a, a sales training page and then I would optimize that page for sales training. Same then with coaching. If you like the idea of sales coaching, then I would turn my coaching page into that. Cause right now it goes to, um, I think you're the CEO table, right? Yes. Yeah. So again, you would keep this page, but when somebody clicks coaching, the first thing they would go to is a sales coaching, coaching page where you page. talk about the CEO table and then they would link over to get more information uh, on that. Uh, but you would build out this page to get um, traffic for sales coaching and then all the related terms. Now, business coaching is probably a completely separate term. I'm, I haven't looked at it, but I'm 98% confident it is. And if that's also a good term, you could have a, another page for it you know, where then you've got the business coaching page where they get into uh, you know, obviously we talk a lot about sales and growing your sales, increasing that, but we're more than that. And you know, we get into actually how to grow your business. And these are the, the, the steps for that. And then these are the, either the trainings or the books or um, whatever that you have also that would lead into the business type stuff. And there obviously overlap is completely fine yeah. uh, between the other pages. And then you would have that as well. So that's where I would go after um, to start would be to create those types of pages for training, sales training, sales coaching, and maybe business coaching as well. Got it. Um, as we mentioned, there are different places to put things on. Putting in the top four places would be step one. The next four places, uh, the next group, if you will, are your subheadings, your H2s, H3s, and H4s. Those are the things that break up the sections on the page. Uh, so it's critical then when you want to build out a page that you are mindful of your sections. You know, that what your the sections on the page will um, help you rank for more keywords. Something that people might not know is that a page ranks for more than one term. A healthy page ranks for hundreds or thousands of terms uh, at one time. And wow. how that happens, and a lot of those terms are, aren't even on the page, but how that happens is you've got that primary keyword, sales training, sales coaching, and then there are secondary keywords, keywords that are related to it. If you properly optimize for that primary term, you win the secondaries. Uh, and then the secondaries that are most important to you that you really want to win, those become the sections on your page. So, 
a good step or a good process is to uh, figure out what those sections should be or what you would like them to be, because they're going to kind of guide the page into which terms it can collect. Gotcha. Well, that kind of makes sense. Are we yeah. uh, doing okay with that? Okay. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you can, again, just throw them in. <laughs> you, know, you can just do it and throw it in. And, uh, and that's not the worst approach, especially if you kind of are mindful of the top four areas. And then basically your sections are kind of related terms. If you want to get into a little more, more scientific, that's where uh, something like uh, the tool that I've got, Page Optimizer Pro, would come in because we're giving you exact counts on terms in, in specific places. I'll show just a quick example of that. Uh, I ran some of these uh, terms for you. Do you still see my screen, by the way? Yep. Okay. If we just jumped into um, coaching and uh, come into this main area, what we've got are uh, up at the top uh, target keywords. So these pages are actually pretty long. Your competitor pages that you're going, again, uh, going against are longer pages. Uh, so somewhere around 3,000 to 3,200 words is what you're looking at. But then we've got it broken up into three different sections where you have your page title. So that's the title of the search engine C. We've got your subheadings. Those are the sections on the page. And then the main, the main content, uh, these are, the, these are the, the area where the paragraph text is, where you'd be talking about what you're talking about. And then we've got the terms. So these are your, your exact keyword, it's variations and contextual terms. Contextual terms are often called LSI and old school SEOs hate that term. And they're right, it is a very lazy term, but it's what the industry calls it. So I kind of think they need to get past themselves, uh, but it's kind of terms that provide context and meaning. Uh, because you could be talking about a particular thing, let's say kitchens, and if you had sink, stove, refrigerator, you're talking about a, a physical kitchen. But if you said love, family, celebration, you know, then you're talking about that the kitchen is the, the heart of the home and where everyone gets together during a, a celebration. And that's an obviously different conversation about kitchens. And that's what contextual terms do for you. And you know, Google needs them to understand what a page is actually about. And that's what we put into this section. So you can see that uh, within the section, there's a target range and then uh, target terms. And how many, like how many times, for example, use sales coaching on the page in the paragraph area, you'd want to use around 20 to 31. And that's going to give you the best opportunity to rank well for that page. Now, the thing I can tell you is that it's not easy to give this type of information to a writer. Uh, they often feel quite constrained with the idea that they have to count their terms out of the gate. And so a better approach is often to uh, pick your con main concepts, say sales uh, coaching here, and then pick out the sections and give the sections to your writer. Uh, this is an approach that I like a lot. And so the way to find the sections that you like, you can come down here into these related keywords. So we get these from Google. These are at the bottom of the, of the search page yeah. uh, when, uh, when you do the search uh, sales coaching. And then you pick out the one that you like the most. Um, so we have uh, uh, sales, uh, uh, sales coaching certification, coaching book, coaching online, individual coaching services, uh, techniques. Um, let's say if we liked... Uh, certification yeah. as, as, as one that we like. Click on that and we're going to do the search. And then what I'd say is scroll down to the bottom of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, what you want to do is look for uh, terms that match or terms that are close. And then between these two, you can uh, choose ones that Google is now showing you. These concepts are, are very, very close together. So um, individual is on there. Um, training is a concept. So then what I would do is I'd use those as my sections. I take these terms and use them on the sections of my page. So I've got uh, certification is my main one, uh, another one for individual sales coaching, and then probably a sales training. And that's three that you know are extremely tight. Google has shown you these are, are the same because they match between those two lists. 
when you do that, you create pages that can rank for more keywords because sales coaching on its own is going to be a very difficult term to win. It's going to take quite a long time. Uh, but you can win those other terms, those secondary keywords, you can win them quite quickly by having them on the page in different sections. So even though sales coaching might take forever to win, you can actually have a page that's very successful. It's getting a lot of the, the traffic that you want on all those secondary terms, and you're going to get a lot of conversion out of it, even though you're not really winning sales coaching very much. So Kyle, like when you say you'd be winning, like how, with those secondary terms, are you saying you could make it to a first page or like what's realistic? You yeah. can, those secondary terms can make it to the first page before that, that main term they were actually targeting gets there. Okay. And this is a problem that people have is they get very myopic looking at when well, they'd be following sales coaching and they're like, oh, we're not doing well at all. You know, nothing's happening because we're, we're, we're ranking on page five for sales coaching. We're not, we're not moving on, not realizing that, that you're on page one or two for all these other great terms that are actually trickling in the traffic that you want. And sometimes even not even trickling, but really crushing it and wow. then bringing things in. But the way to do that, and again, this didn't take any special magic or any special tr you know, trick. These were the related searches that Google gives you. And now you're just matching up between that primary list and say your lead in that secondary list. Gotcha. Um, the next step to figure out what you want to do in that is to do the search. And let's say individual sales is gonna be another section on our page. If you click into that one, and again, scroll to the bottom, Google shows you what you should be writing about in there. Pick out the things that you like the most. So, uh, you know, uh, what we've got here is like uh, throwing a PDF, a sales coaching PDF. So that could be a whole uh, thing that you put in to, to get a, a lead, right? To, to get somebody's email and all that, that's your PDF section. Uh, maybe performance coaching is a term that you like, or it ties into what you're doing. I would talk about that. Um, mentoring and coaching. So you get mentoring terms in there. So Google is showing you, these are the things that I like in that. So for that particular section where you've got your paragraph text, your lists or your tables, or say calls to action and stuff like that, that's where I would then throw in these terms and Google is showing you what to write in those areas. Again, didn't require a special tool. Google is showing you what, what you should be putting into the, the, those areas and you create pages that, that then rank for a lot more keywords. And then and these are all the right traffic too. We're not mm -hmm. getting too far afield that as you rank for them, it's going to bring in the same type of leads that you would want on that sales coaching. So do you have like formulas that you follow for your, the pages? So if you were going to create a, if your company was doing this and you were going to create something for the sales training page, do you have a formula that you follow? Does your client write part of it? Like, how do you, how do you get that done? That depends on the client. Some of them have their own inside team and they okay. want to do that writing. And then we would give them, okay, this is what you need to do. Uh, other times we've got, we have our own writers, of course. And so then we give our own writers, okay, this is what you need to do. But I do like the approach of doing it from an outline first, because when you do that, you get, so you run say pop, for example, and you get the word count you need, and then you get your, your sections. And um, the other thing you can throw in as well would be like these related searches. What is effective sales coaching? Uh, you know, uh, if you have software, you know, you want to go in a software direction, how much does it cost cost? Those also make excellent questions, uh, uh, sections to put on the page. And then from these, you can actually win. When somebody asks that question, you can be in the top. You can even be in the featured snippet area, which is the little piece at the very top where Google just kind of pulls out the answer. Um, so from there, what I would do is I'd give the, the writer those sections. And I'd say, hey, look, I need 3,000 words. Here's seven sections. And this is what I want you to talk about. Have them just answer that correctly. Then you would take the content that they've written and you'd rerun pop because at that point you're editing, you know, again, it becomes intimidating. We're like, oh, we've got to get all these terms this amount of times. 
they should be pretty close. If they've written those sections correctly, these counts should be pretty close. And then at that point, your SEO edit is, is very minute. You know, you're just tweaking things here or there to get some counts maybe a little bit sharper. But otherwise, if they hit those sections as they should have, these counts should be right, right about where they should be. Got it. It's kind of a fast track towards like kind of backdooring your way into the math part by, and, and still allowing for creativity and, uh, and the writers can write how they want to write. You're just telling them these are the sections that we need. Please write about this stuff. And then they should be hitting these counts pretty close. Got it. Okay. The little last part that I would throw in. So you've got your three pages there. Maybe that you're going after your sales training, sales coaching, business coaching, and you've done this process. Once you have those pages up, the next thing you need to do is create supporting pages. They can't live on their own. They need help. And how you can help them is by putting more content on your site and linking back up to it. So let's say you liked a couple of these uh, and, and, and they're, they're best for on, on the page, right? They work perfectly on the page. Uh, there are others that are, are in the ballpark. They're not great for the page, but they still are related. You know, they, they make sense to have them. Uh, what I would do is then I would create, let's say, let's say software wasn't exactly on point for your page, but it's good to talk about what is the software out there? What should we be looking at or what you know, pitfalls to avoid? That's a good thing to have written. So you, and what I tell my writers in this situation is just to answer the question, 500 words ish. We're not optimizing this in any way. We're just putting this term in our title tag and our H1, maybe in the body, if it makes sense, but otherwise we're just answering the question. You put that on your site and then you link up to your target page. Let's do two or three of these. We're going to link those two or three together yeah, and then link up to the target page. And now we've created what's called a virtual silo. And it's one of the strongest, strongest things you can do in mm -hmm. SEO because uh, these things can get shared. These things can get links. These things are something you can put on your social media and get them out. And you're getting traffic into your silo. You're getting links into your silo. And then all that's traveling up and, and supporting your target page. So they're all, and they're also getting the right traffic anyway, too. They're ranking on their own. So they're yeah. also bringing in traffic that you need on related topics. And these are a lot easier to win. These are the kind of things that you can win within a month or two on their own, really without doing any SEO. And in doing so, you're just kind of creating this cycle of good or this little engine of good for your target page. And you're bringing in the right people to your site. So what are, I know we don't have a lot of time left, a couple other questions. Um, and if we're done with this, we can certainly pull, pull it down if it, sure. uh, unless there's anything else you wanted to show that way it's. I'm not swinging it. Okay, there. Um, so what? So if someone's going to do like if someone's going to move forward with this, whether they're working with you or another company or trying to figure it out themselves, and they move all the way to the virtual silo, that's really cool. That silo where everything kind of comes together. Two questions: What kind of results could they expect on like average? And then, what kind of companies are there? Certain kinds of companies that are easier to optimize than others. I'm guessing yes, but well. Um... People always talk like the, the, for that second one, like uh, people are like, oh, my industry is so boring. Uh, nobody wants to, to write about it. And you hear that a lot. But um, I've yet to actually see that uh, because it's often they think it's boring because maybe they're just thinking about it all day. And they think that everybody knows everything that they know. And right. and, and, and people don't, um, you know, for example, like, you know, plumbing or HVAC is not overly exciting. But what if I wanted to do it myself? Know, a, a DIY kind of person. And I wanted, you know, what tools should I have in my tool in my, in my closet? Yeah. What are the, like yeah. the five emergency tools I should have, you know, or can I, you know, the worst has happened and water spraying everywhere. What should I do? You know, right. you can actually, you can write a lot of content about that. Unboxing tools is actually pretty interesting. You know, like 
what is the difference between this and that? I have no idea. I know nothing about tools. Right. Um, but that turns into tons of content and it's all related to what you're talking about. You're getting all the terms you need on there uh, and you end up getting traffic on people that are interested in these things. So um, you can find uh, ways to do boring concepts. Yeah. And I think, I think I think that's the biggest hurdle that people have. I was like, how am I going to find these things? Um, you've got them. You know, you've got them and, and it's okay if it's boring you know, or if you think it's boring. Well, there are a lot yeah. of people that won't think it's boring. And especially at that moment when we really need, like there's water spraying all over our house, when we really need whatever that is, it's not boring yeah. for me at that moment. So exactly right. It. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if your site comes up first and somebody gets a quick fix, you know, they're going to be very inclined to come back and chat with you more about, about some services. So um, I don't worry about that too much. You, you can find the things to, to write about for sure. Um, and uh, you don't need to repeat your, uh, uh, your target term the entire time. One of the best examples we ever did was we had a page where uh, we're optimizing for ski lift tickets in New Zealand. And uh, our number one supporting piece of content was what's the weather like in New Zealand in August? And that blew up and we went, because I personally, when do you ski in New Zealand? You know, when, when you do, I don't know, is it August? And so like that piece of content did right, but you can see that piece of content doesn't have the term ski or lift tickets or, or anything about what the target page was, but it's in the ballpark, yeah. you know, and, and that's a very successful supporting page. So that was that one. And I'm terribly sorry. I missed the first part. Yeah. Uh, so stuff. I guess like what, what, so kind of, and we only have a couple of minutes left, but like maybe one of your favorite client success stories, like what, like someone who thought, oh, this wasn't going to work for me. And like they went down the path and it just really was more successful than they thought. Well, I mean, it, it's all there. The thing that's great about this is you're not going to run into any kind of issues with Google. So this is all completely white hat and um, you're leveraging your own power. So you're not worried about anything that's outside your site. You're not trying to, to get a boost from outside your site. And that makes you vulnerable to Google updates and any kind of Google volatility. So um, what happens, what ends up happening is a few months into this, after you've created this supporting content, and you should be creating a lot of supporting content. That should be like, what should we do today? I don't know. It's supporting content. Um, when you start to do that, what happens is, is that little pieces, uh, little traffic starts to trickle in on each one of these. So you've, you know, your site's only getting, you know, whatever, a thousand searches a month uh, or organic traffic a month. And then you put out a hundred pieces and each one of those gets two. Well, now that's 200. That's a massive increase in the amount of traffic that your site is getting. And what you're going to see is that all the boats are going to rise. Um, and we see this all the time that then those target pages, they just start to perform better. And we, we didn't do anything other than we've just created more content and linked up to it. So um, it's one of the things that you see quick growth, but then also long-term sustained growth. And then when updates happen, uh, people drop and you don't, or your drops are much less and you recover a lot, a lot, a lot quicker. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's the kind of thing that, um, can push you quickly, but then also that long-term growth, I think is really what's nice and uh, the long-term protection. Yeah. Awesome. I know you have a special gift for our listeners, so go ahead and share that and then we'll get wrapped up, Kyle. Yeah. So, um, we'll put it in the show notes, but, um, wow. it's a, it's a discount to page optimizer pro and, um, uh, what, what is the code? You, quantum revenue. Quantum there we revenue. Go. <laughs> there we It'll go. It'll be in the show notes. 15% yeah. off. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And um, and also there's a, I have a workshop. So um, people can come to, even if they don't use my tool, I don't really care. Come to the workshop and I teach you how to do SEO. And it's every once a week. It's about 40 minutes. And then I come on live at the end of the workshop and I answer any all questions. And that's what, about using the tool or about using SEO. So if like anybody just has an SEO question, I don't care if they use my tool or not, I'll teach yeah. them SEO. And they can just jump on the workshop and um, and we can chat about what they what the questions they have. 
Yeah. And we'll add that to the show notes as well. So awesome, Kyle. Well, thank you. This was super valuable. And I really appreciate just the in-depth information and thank you for simplifying it. Cause I feel a lot more knowledgeable now, not that I can go out and do it myself, but we'll <laughs> talk about that. All right, Kyle, thanks again for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. And to our listeners all over the world, I hope this was super useful. I'm trying to bring more and more experts in to really take your business to the next level and for you to look at it from every direction. So that's it for now. I hope you have an epic week and make this your best month yet. Bye everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.